Greetings, Earthlings. You are listening to the podcast for Outcasts. This is Alien Earthling. I'm your host, JP Doyle. And this is episode number one. So I'm super, super excited. Um, I have some ideas that I want to do with this show. Um, I can kind of give you the rundown on what the show is about to me and uh, why I uh, chose the title for the show, the name, and... Um, you know, just things like that. Get to know me a little bit. I'm going to take these headphones off. No point for me to wear them. Not hearing anything currently at the moment. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, my name is JP Doyle. And um, I think I made this podcast because, you know, I think as humans, at times, we always all feel out of place. And um, we always feel a little bit different than a lot of people. And uh, I feel like that pretty much my whole life, you know. Uh I had a pretty pretty crazy childhood and uh, grew up in a foster home and or I w- was in a foster home for a while. Don't even remember how long. Um, you know, uh, moved in with a family that took me in. You know, she was my half sister, but um, but yeah, you know, just I've always felt a little bit different, a little bit. Um, and I don't think it's anybody's fault for feeling like that. It's just like the circumstances that were dealt. So, um, but yeah, you know, just always, always felt a little bit different. Uh, even growing up, I grew up in some pretty rough areas, you know, and, uh, I, um, I was always so different than the kids that were growing up. Uh, you know, I used to run around with the kids and play and stuff, but, uh, and I got along with everybody, but whenever they would choose to like, do like really bad stuff like smoke and you know and and be mean to like homeless people and stuff like crazy shit I uh I always chose not to partake in those type of situations I actually remember one time I was probably like I think I was 14 and I stayed at a cousin's house that I had never stayed at before uh he used to always come down to my side of town my area uh he lived in a in a couple cities away and um he would come down and we we would always hang out here and then finally one summer i went up there and stayed with him for a week or so and uh you know we were teenage boys bored on a weekend in the middle of nowhere pretty much so uh we thought it would be funny to play um baseball or home home run uh derby style ma- mailbox smashing I guess is what you would call it. So basically, we just drove around and hit mailboxes with a baseball bat. Well, they did. I didn't want to do it. I don't know why. I don't know if it was more because I was scared or more because I was like, I don't see what the point is. Or it was like a mix of all these things. You know, I felt bad too. Like, man, these poor people, like, like I would be so annoyed if my mailbox was just like tore up for no reason. So... I, uh, I always chose like not to partake in like certain situations and stuff. So, and then now I'm a paranormal investigator and I was making a joke that like, no matter how crazy, like anything people do, like nowadays, whenever I'm like hanging around a group of people and I have people that are like, yeah, I'm a cop and I see this crazy shit and, or I do this and I do that. I always like throw out like, well, yeah, I look for ghosts and demons 
and uh, like interesting other interesting people that like do really cool stuff they're always like whoa wait what you do what so even like in that type of environment I still sometimes feel like an outcast but I'm not saying it in a bad way and I'm not trying to say like oh I'm special because I know there's a lot of people that probably feel like that out there but like I said before I think everybody feels like that at some point in their life so hopefully this show can um, resonate with all of you that you would say fall under that category um yeah so i my name is jp doyle i think i said that for the third time already and um i got involved in the paranormal like if you ask me what do you do and you know people are usually say their jobs you know like oh i i work at subway or oh i work at a gas station or work in the chemical plants like around us you know i don't make i don't make a living off of what i do but it's what I do. It's it's being able to say I make documentary films and uh, videos and stuff. That's what I do. You know, I, I wish it paid the bills. But if somebody asks me, what do you do? That's that's what I'm going to start telling them. I'm going to start telling them. Well, I kind of do already, but I need to, I need to do better about that because it does make me happy. And I feel like I have the right to say that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I produced and made a uh, one free uh, doc- paranormal documentary called My Darkest Hour and it's on YouTube for free and then I was a director for a documentary film called Madhouse um, a paranormal documentary that was shot in uh, Madison Ohio uh, at a huge old um, like mental hospital basically but it had a bunch of bunch of uh, things that it did throughout history but that was like the main one but yeah so I've done those two and then I just finished editing our third our second film as a group my third film as an individual uh called the evil of nowhere and it's coming out December 29th and today is November 6th so yeah that's coming out pretty soon I'm excited for that but um but yeah so you know what when somebody asks you what do you do? Instead of telling them, this is here's a little challenge for you folks. Instead of telling them what you actually do for a living, you tell them like what you enjoy doing. You know? Because why why do we want to why would somebody like first one of the first questions people ask when they first meet you is what do you do? And it's like you're already setting up the conversation to be so sad. And so depressing. Like, I don't see how that's going to transverse. I guess transverse is the right word. Uh, transition, sorry. Transition into a uh, happy and fun conversation when you, the first initial thought and question you ask is, what do you do? And, like, some people, like, don't do shit. You know? Like, they just sit behind a desk. But then when they get home... um. Maybe they like to do, you know, fun stuff like play video games or draw. Um, you got, but, but like if you do weird stuff, don't tell, <laughs> don't tell the people that, you know, don't, don't tell them that stuff like, yeah, I wear my dead mom's dresses that she uh handed down to me for some reason when she passed. That was the only thing I got from her. My sister got the house. But, uh, but yeah, so I got these dresses and, um, 
I pretty much just wear them, usually like on Saturday nights, sometimes Sunday nights, and uh, parade around in my house with lipstick on. Like if you do something like that, don't um don't tell people that. Uh, so yeah, I challenge you to tell people what what you do. I'm gonna start saying that when people ask me, I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm a filmmaker." I'm gonna say it so confidently that they're not gonna be like, like, for a living, like. And if they ask me that, I'll be like, "I mean, that's what makes me happy." I think that's a good. I think that's a good re- response to that. If somebody says, "Um, what do you do?" and you tell them like, you know, I paint. And then they're like, oh, okay. So like, but like, what do you do for like, as a job? And I'm like, well, I paint. It makes me happy. That's, that's what I do as a job. And then change it. So that way your first initial conversation with a person isn't like a negative one. Cause nobody wants to fucking talk about what they do for work. Unless it's something that they love doing, you know, man. And sometimes I wish I was one of those people that like love to, um, like some like dude if you if you love like carpentry and that's what you do for a living like that's a trade you know it's considered a trade but for some people it's it's like their passion dude if you love something like that i am so jealous of you cuz mainly because there's such like a written path on how to get to carpentry like you know or electrician you know some people like enjoy being a plumbers and some people enjoy being electricians like they like honestly like makes them happy and they're okay with it and that's awesome i wish i was one of those people that had more of a structured plan because i want to make paranormal documentaries like it's so fucking specific it's so like so genre driven like you know it's not very mainstream it's such a goofy goofy stupid idea but it's it's what i love to do i don't know i don't even know what it is about it anymore like, you know, I got into it out of, like, pure curiosity and, like, trying to prove to myself that ghosts exist, even though I pretty much felt like they do. But I I find myself now, like, I, I'm pretty confident that ghosts exist. And, and the reason why I can say that is because of the stuff that I've caught. Like, I mean, I've been doing this since I was about 14, and I'm 26 now. And that 14 is not an exaggeration. Like, I was literally... Like, I think my first investigation, official investigation, I was about 14 and, uh, like 14 going on 15 and, uh, investigated a, an abandoned hospital. Like that was one of my first times investigating. So, um, I've been doing this like for real for a while and I don't think that I am doing it anymore to prove to myself that ghosts exist and it's not even to prove to the world that ghosts exist. And then a lot of um, people that are in our field, they talk about how um, they do it to help people because like sometimes we have like, we call them residential cases basically. So we just are like investigating somebody's home or business, something owned, privately owned by, you know, somebody. And we, I guess we try to find them answers, figure out who it is or what's going on and see if we can help them find the right resources because we don't personally like get rid of anything we just try to like get the answers in order to figure out how to get rid of it or how to handle it because sometimes if you have a if you're listening to this and you feel like there's your house is haunted because a lot of people think their homes are haunted it's insane the number for the most part i've been doing this for so long that i haven't ran into anything evil 
like only like a couple times and I've gone on like hundreds of investigations. So just know that it's probably just like we call it residual hauntings where um, sometimes like certain parts of history or something that happened in a home like just repeats over and over again. So just think about it like in that sense and, you know, don't let it don't let it scare you. Um, but yeah, so sometimes we do stuff like that and I uh, forgot, forgot what I was talking about, but oh, why I do this. Um, it's fun. It just became just like a pure passion thing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I couldn't even tell you what it was about it that it's, it makes my passion. It like fulfills my passion. I think it's, um, I think it just happened. Have you ever just grown passion for something like you know after doing it a few times or even after like the initial first try and then you're like whoa this is like I really love this I guess that was kind of this for me so but yeah that's pretty much what this show's gonna be about (laughs) just me fucking rambling dude oh my god I obviously should have a therapist I'm so self-centered that I have to be my own therapist isn't that sad I can't trust a therapist I I mean, I've gone to therapy and it definitely helps, but I did have a hard time with, um, like, like just let, just allowing the therapist to be unbiased. Cause like if I went to couples counseling with my wife and to work on some things and, um, you know, like it was hard to not think like you're just, you're just on her side. So I have to be my own therapist. So maybe these uh, podcasts will act as a therapy session. That's where I was getting with that. I don't know. I I guess too, like, it's fun, you know, like speaking out loud, thinking out loud, I mean, because maybe somebody listening to this can like agree on some things or, or like feel like they're in the same place. And they were like, man, I thought I was the only person that did that because you're not alone whenever you talk to people openly about stuff, cause like society teaches us to close things down and not be very open and stuff. But when you're, when you're pretty open with people about stuff, you, you get really surprised that like a lot of people are going through like the same things that you're going through. So I guess that this podcast will also help with that. You know, um, like today I was thinking sometimes I'm so much in my own head cause I, uh, I'm constantly thinking, man, like always on edge. I'm like a a scared cat, but like I hide it. I think I hide it. Well, I don't think anybody that knows me listening to this would think that I'm like this, but inside my head, I'm definitely like this. Like if we go out in public, I was just telling my friend, if we go out in public, I usually like, I'm looking around for like exits in case like some crazy shit pops off. Uh, I, I'm like my daughter, she's three. And, uh, you'll probably hear about her a lot and my wife. Um, and I always make sure that she's in my sight when we're out in public, like not at a, not to a point where it's like bad for her because, you know, I understand that like doing that can be bad for a kid because you got to give them a little bit of freedom, but when they don't know that they don't have freedom, then that's when, you know, it's kind of like whenever you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike. And this is how I was taught. And I'll tell you a funny story. So the way I was taught to ride a bike was you sit and then somebody holds the seat and helps you balance. 
and then like while you're while you're riding and you got good balance the person lets go and the kids don't know that's how i was taught and i fucking turn around realize that my sister let go of the bike seat i freak out turn back around and crash right into a fucking truck i'll never forget that that was that was not fun i just fucking wham just like a fucking cartoon like whenever you're watching the cartoons and fucking a while and coyote runs into the wall that's literally what i did boom right into that truck yeah i remember that that sucked but yeah so so what i was trying to equate that to was when we're out in public i uh i watch her from a distance she doesn't realize that you know i let go of the bike seat but i'm still watching her to make sure that she doesn't crash into a pickup truck because there's some fucking crazy people out there man and i've uh, man I didn't want this first podcast to be like this, but I'm just going to go with what's on my mind. But man, here lately, I've I've accidentally seen the news too much. And I say accidentally because I honestly, I feel like I have like devoured so much news over the years that like these last like year and a half, I really just like decided like I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Like I already know. I don't need to hear about it. I already know the shit that's happening. You know, like, like, and I'm not saying like weather updates are important, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, like huge headlines, of course, like I hear about because you just, how can you not people talk about it and stuff and it's on social media, but like the little local news stuff that don't make, that doesn't make everybody's social media pages and stuff that everybody shares around the world. I, um, that type of news, like, I don't need to hear that somebody was shot last night while I was asleep. And and then that somebody was burglarized and somebody robbed a gas station while I was asleep and oh, man, it's so it's so heavy. It weighs really heavy on me. It really that type of stuff it used to not really bring it used to not I used to be so like um almost immune to it, like it didn't bother me bad. But dude, ever since having a kid, man, and then like her getting older and you fall in love if you never had a kid and if you had a kid, I wonder if you agree with me on this, but you fall in love with your kid initially when you have them, and then you fall in love with them every single day a little bit more. So now that she's three, I love, and it, she's three, it's November 6th, I love her more now than I ever have before because she does something every day that makes me, like, just, like, love her more. And, um, dude, I totally forgot where I was going with that. But, um, but yeah, I just, uh, I just watch her like a hawk, but from a distance. And I was telling my friend, I have to like make sure that like I have an easy way to run to her, like a straight line. And if I don't, then I get a little bit closer. I give more distance to considering what's what is in between us, I guess. Like if there's like structures that I'd have to like jump over to get to her and stuff, I stay closer, you know, because there's people out there, man. There's crazy people out there. I watched this fucking video, man. I don't know why I'm talking about this stuff because it really bones me out. But uh, I watched this video and it was just like a compilation. And it was just like the headline. It was on Facebook and it was just like, um, you know, always keep an eye on your children. Always watch them. You know, there's evil, you know, around every corner. And there's just like a video of like kids getting kidnapped. And it was like security cameras caught it and stuff. And dude, that that video like really stuck with me. Like I didn't want to watch it, you know, cause it's hard to watch, man. It's, it's so fucking sad, 
I could, I, I could probably, first episode, I will cry. And I'm a crier. So, y'all, get ready to hear me cry. I don't give a fuck. I cry. I, there's no point in holding that shit back. It doesn't do any, do any good for you to do that. So, I cry. Um, Just, like, seeing seeing that video, man, it was one of those things, you know, that I, I didn't want to see. But I'm glad I did because it, I, I think, I mean... It may sound fucking crazy to think like that when you're out in public. For some people, I'm sure there's some people that think the exact same way I do. And you're probably listening to this like, dude, I do the same thing. But, you know, the people that don't think like that, I'll see like some parents that just let their kids like run off and like run around a corner. And I'm like, dude, if that was my kid, I'm I'm not letting my kid run around a corner. And I can't see, like, I just can't. It might sound crazy, but I can't. I have to like stay on them. Even like her her age, I'll see parents doing that. I'm like, Jesus, you got, you're way more brave than I am because I cannot do that. But uh, you have to, man. Because I mean, there was like video clips of like the mom holding the kid like, like on her hip and somebody running up and grabbing the kid and running off. Like you can't get, like even when I hold her, I'm ho- I hold her like, pretty pretty tight and if i had a like i would rather squeeze and hurt her leg than let somebody take her i mean that's just the the name of the game you know so uh yeah and that's another thing too like if you're a parent dude i'm just gonna say it i used to be i used to be fat dude you know like i was pushing 265 uh i looked like i looked like how i look now with a fat suit basically and if you're listening to this and you you don't know, there is video of this podcast on YouTube. It's going to be on the Not Today Satan podcast page. So if you want to see, but I used to weigh 265. And then when I had her and falling in love with her every day even more and more, the more and more I, f- I feel the urge and need and desire to protect her. Not that I wouldn't when she was first born, of course, but you, if you're a parent, you, I think you would understand what I'm saying. It's just like I like like the urge of needing to protect her is just harder every day because she's running around more and she's wanting to be more independent. And I'm like, no, stop, stop. But you know, I have to like give her the the correct amount of space. But um, but I almost feel like if you're a parent, you should really, really, almost feel like fitness is an obligation. I recently fell in love with fitness. I am that fucking person now. I go to the gym. I I my off days are Tuesdays and Saturdays. If I go on a trip to like go film something, I try to get like a body workout in if it's not an off day. I I just something clicked in my brain. And if you're thinking about doing it, like you just have to do it. I mean, it's, that's like the worst advice ever. Like, just do it. Like, I'm, what am I, Nike? Jesus. I don't have like little Asian kids making my shoes for me right now. Uh, <laughs> but you just got to do it. Like, it's the best decision I ever made. I was 265 at my biggest. Um, the first time I tried to lose weight, I got down to 240. And, or it was like, what's it? 230-ish, 240, 235 in between there and that wasn't with exercise and then my wife actually started exercising 
and I could see like her mood lifting and I could see a difference in her and like like she would be less uh irritable and less easily like you know agitated and I still was all real agitated and stuff and uh I started watching her and thinking man I should I should give this a try too I was I was an athlete in in school you know I played football um you know I uh I would play basketball with my friends every day after school. I was always wanting to play a sport. I never uh, did really did anything else growing up as a kid. Like all we would do is play football and basketball. Like that was it. Occasionally baseball. Sometimes I wasn't very good, but yeah, I mean, we did everything. So I knew that I had it in me still. And uh, I just decided to start. And once you get past like that first month, like the first 30 days, man, and you have a, the same routine for like past 30 days. Like let's say you decide I want to go three times a week. That's what I would recommend starting out three times a week. I kept it simple. I went, I went and rode the bike and, uh, I, I went, uh, I, I still went more than three times a week when I first started. I think I've, I've always, it's been over a year now. I like, it's going on like a year and a half of working out at least five times a week for the majority of, of my weeks like 98% five times a week, which is really, and and that's another thing that I want to promote on this show. Be fucking proud of your accomplishments. Like I hate whenever you feel like I know I feel like that too. So whenever you're like proud of something you did, but you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to seem like you're coming off show off or like you're, you're talking about yourself, but fuck it, dude, you fucking worked hard for it, man. Just fucking do it, man. Just fucking say, you know, I'm fucking proud of myself, man. I'm a fucking dad. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. Better than I was in high school because I, I like lift weights. So I put like muscle on. So to me, I feel like some muscle is important. I don't want to be like super jacked, but uh, I'm not going to be like shooting steroids in my ass, giving blowjobs in the in the men's locker room at the gym or anything. But, you know, like I'll, I'll take a hand job if, if it's offered. But um, I think it's important, man. And um. If you're a fucking parent, think about it, dude. Think about it almost as an obligation because I couldn't imagine like some fucking person running up and grabbing my kid and I'm unable to chase them down. Like I'm in pretty good shape now, like compared to a way compared better than high school in high school my fastest mile was eight minutes i can run a mile in 6 30 6 45 like way better like i was never a runner never a runner i fucking love running now and i'm not saying to be in like tip top fucking shape you know and i'm not saying that i am either because that probably sounded like i i was because there's people that run fucking like marathons and half marathons daily that's insane that's see that's overkill you don't want to do i don't feel like you should do that either because it's probably not good for your body but uh, every time i go to the gym i run one mile to start before i do anything else before i lift before i do more cardio workouts i always run a mile because when i was in high school i always struggled with running and i said i'm not gonna be a little bitch anymore so i'm not saying to be like like fucking great shape usain bolt anything like that not telling you to be like that but I think you should probably do some type of fitness, you know? You know, like if you could go to the gym. I know it's hard as a parent, trust me. I understand. 
and I only have one, so I couldn't imagine more. But at least, you know, two or three times a week, just go, just go. Man, if you need fucking motivation that you're trying to protect somebody while you're working out, I do that sometimes, Some those days where I feel like I can't do it, and it's like, yeah, what if I feel like shit one day, and there's a fucking shooter in a Walmart? I mean, you have this is stuff you have to think about, people. I'm not trying to, like, scare people or, like, just, you know, speak about, like, negative things, but it's it's a real worry and concern that I think we should have nowadays it's sad but it's true and just think about that you gotta fucking like run out of walmart because some fucking crazy dude that can't get laid is shooting it up some white dude that can't get laid is shooting it up um that was just a joke people because uh i'm not trying to paint a narrative for either side on, on those type of situations and you'll 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 get that listening to the show i feel like i'm pretty middle road on a lot of things i think I think too many um, too many things can't be black and white. There's too much gray area involved with a lot of these like societal conflicts and political conflicts and stuff. I think you got to find like a good middle ground. But um, yeah, so that was just a joke. Anyways, imagine you have to fucking run away, and then I don't want to get killed by some virgin. Like, uh, do I want to get killed by a dude that fucking shacks up like nightly, not even, uh, weekendly, that's a new word, weekendly, every weekend, do I want to get shot by a dude like that or a dude that has never felt the warmth sensation of a woman's body? I'm picking the dude that's shacking up, man, because... I, I, uh, I'm a competitor, you know, so I don't want to be a, uh, little, I don't want to be a, I don't want to get beat by somebody that's not, and by beat, I mean shot, um, you know, so I, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know why I'm trying to joke about that, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know, man, I feel like now it almost feels like an obligation to be healthy, to, to at least have some involvement in fitness and then not just because of the scary moments because then people listening are like yeah but i mean come on is that really gonna happen like how what are the chances of you being involved in that type of situation true if you think like that okay but also you know you know being fit like my daughter she sees us working out and she wants to work out and uh she like wants to go to the gym and she's only three, and she asked to go to the gym. She can do push-ups, and she's so goofy. But, uh, like, that, to me, is enough to keep going, too. So, if you're a parent, you'll understand. And if you're not a parent, get in the routine now. In case, and If you're wanting to become a parent, get in the routine now. If you don't want to become a parent and you're single, get fat, die. I don't care. No, I'm just joking, but think about it too, and uh, you feel better, I feel so great, and then I never, 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 never leave the gym thinking, God, I wish I didn't fucking go to the gym today, There's, I'm not even going to lie to you, there's maybe been like once or twice where I was probably like kind of sick, and I probably shouldn't have gone, and I went, and I was like, I shouldn't have gone, because I feel like absolute dog shit, 
Um, yeah. I don't know. So I don't even know how I got to that point. But uh, I also, I'm going to write down some notes throughout the, my week. Because I, I plan on doing this show once a week. And uh, I'm just going to read through them. And uh, tell you the stories that go along with it. And that's just going to be like the way for me to keep track of my thoughts that I have that I think that are interesting. Okay, so if you're if you're a parent, you would probably understand this. Well, you know what? I've been talking about being a parent a lot. Let me let me bring up a different topic. Okay, waking up. Okay, so imagine this: you die. I was thinking about this the other night. You die, but then you wake up, and you like take these goggles off. And you don't even look like what you looked like in your simulation. And like your family wasn't around you anymore. It was just you. Like you were just testing like this game out at fucking GameStop in the year 3042. 3142. Because 3042, I don't know if they're going to have that technology yet. But 3142, they definitely will. No, they'll probably have that shit before, honestly. Man, that's scary. It's going so... Technology's growing so rapidly. It's insane. But... Um, years 30 fucking 3142 and you take these goggles off and it was all fake and you were only doing it for five minutes but the simulation felt forever this life that you're living right now felt like forever to you your whole life it was just a fucking simulation man that you were playing for like a few minutes you know God, I was thinking about that and it was freaking me out. I was giving myself anxiety. Just like downward spiral, just like. That was literally the sound effect for my brain That in that moment. I was just like, dude, that would be so sad. I, I work myself up so fucking much, man. I'll have thoughts like that. Okay, here's another thing I had written down in it. And this is a good segue here. I, um... Well, real quick, before we leave that topic, I like I said, it freaked me out, and the idea of that really scares me. Uh, I don't know why, but it does. It shouldn't, should it? Like, when I take goggles off, will I be like, oh, that was a cool experience, and then walk off, and I'm like in a, in a mall in the year 3142, and I don't even give a shit. But right now, in this moment, it feels like I care. If this is a simulation, I gotta stop, because I'm starting to fucking spiral. Um... Oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so this is another moment I had that um, that gave me, like, some anxiety. It was uh, two nights ago. So about a month and a half ago, two months, two months ago, I um, I found this thing on Facebook called Child Safety Kit. Child Safety Kit. And it described it as a kit that, what I what sounded like to me was was gonna come in the mail, and that it was coming from like uh, police, FBI, you know, like a de- like a database. So if something does happen to your child, obviously I have some fucking high stress and anxiety about my kid getting kidnapped. But um, I uh, well I guess because I live in Houston, it's like they fucking said the other day that it was uh, ground zero for sex trafficking so it's probably safe to it's probably best bet to fucking think like this but so what i gathered from it was that you fill the stuff out and they put it in the database so that way if something happens they can do the process faster so the likelihood of finding your child is better it's like it's free like why not right 
And even this, man, even this fucking shit, in this fucking shitty-ass world, this sh- shitty simulation that we're in in fucking 3142 Mall, even right now, like, you're buying something to protect your kid, and then some fucking leeches, some fucking leeches, man, they grasp hold to the concept and decide that they're going to try to scam you. It's so fucking annoying. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. So two months ago, I filled out a form to figure out how to get one of these child safety kits, right? Super dad over here, okay? And then two nights ago, I get a call and the person's like, hi, this is blah, blah, blah with child safety kit. And uh, we saw that you were interested in receiving a kit. Well, in order for you to fill it out, we have to um, come by your home. And it takes about 30 minutes. Your wife and your child have to be there. And, uh, yeah, you come to your home and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it sounded like, okay, like, I I could see why. Like, maybe there's a lot of, like, specific things that they need in there. So, okay, that's that's fine. And that's stupid of me. And um, so we made an appointment for them to come out. And I was thinking, I could have swore I thought it was, like, something they mailed to you. But maybe I read it wrong. I wasn't thinking. You know, I was given... uh, society the benefit of the doubt like an idiot i slipped up you see look i slipped up and look what happened but something didn't sound right about the call she was talking really fucking fast and um she said something that kind of freaked me out because while we were trying to figure out what day would work for us i walked into the room with my wife and i said um you know what's our plans like this week because i have a horrible memory she's the one that takes care of that that part of it for us and she goes, um, well, you know, our daughter has dance on um, on Wednesday, so we can't do it Wednesday night, and uh, blah, blah, blah. So I go back to the other room, and I had the phone with me while I was in the room talking to my wife, you know, and I walk back, and because I, whenever, I whenever I talk on the phone, I have to go to an empty room for some reason. If I'm no, I wonder, like, I wonder who else does that. It'd be interesting to find that out. But, um. So I walked back to the empty room and I was like, uh, Thursday at, you know, 7 p.m. works good for us. And she's like, okay, okay. And she goes, and uh, what was, uh, what were you saying? Your daughter's dance is tomorrow night? I'm sorry, I just overheard you talking to your wife and uh, I was just curious. And at first it didn't click to me that it was weird for some reason because I was still like thinking, I was in that moment right there when she asked me that, I was still thinking like, oh, you know, we're just like small talk. She's just like trying to be nice and polite make me feel comfortable I guess I don't know but she she wasn't comfortable about it like there was no comfort behind it it was like weird right and I was like yeah she's in dance Wednesday so we have to uh we have to uh schedule it for Thursday and she's like oh okay what kind of dance what is she in but it wasn't like polite like oh like my daughter does dance what what kind of dance does your daughter it wasn't like that it was just like very like straight to the point like not 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 very emotional and then still in that moment I still just didn't think and I was just like oh yeah you know just tumbling and then like after I said that something didn't sit right because then she like went back to the next thing real fast like all right so uh Thursday like it was weird it was so weird it's like that was weird so then I decided I'm gonna look this thing up and do more research than I did initially and uh, their site looks super legit, super, super legit. 
And I started kind of freaking out because, like, obviously I have, like, a kidnapping fear, right? So I started thinking there's some crazy shit. Like, they're part of some fucking, like, Houston fucking human trafficking ring or something, right? I still don't know if they're not. That's what's freaking me out. I'm going to start spiraling right spiraling right here on the podcast. But um, I was like, there's something not right. So I did more research. Their site looks super legit. I did find the thing on Facebook I saw. People in the comments were, like, raving about it. Now I'm thinking those profiles were fake or something. Because all the things I could find on it was basically... Thank, thankfully, it wasn't like super negative things. The thing that they were saying happens is it's this insurance company that partners up with like a real child safety kit type thing. And they're the ones that go and sell it. Or not sell it, but they go and quote unquote teach you how to use the child safety kit. And then they do that real fast. It's not even a problem. And then they try to sell you life insurance. And then... They say that like they're very tricky and they finagle you into buying life insurance. That's not cheap. And um, yeah. And it just sounded super shady. And a bunch of people were like, I wish I'd never like let them come to my home. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So here's a part where my, uh, my comfort level decreased in this situation. So I was like, okay, it's a scam. Whatever. Lots of scams that go around in this world. I've come across many scams throughout my day. And I'm only 26. I had a friend buy some speakers that were full of sand. <laughs> so I've been around some fucking scams, right? And I called back and I was like, Hi, I just spoke I just spoke with, with you and uh, we had a day published. Like, oh, what's your name? What's your last name? And I told her, she's like, oh, okay, yes, I remember. I'm like, um, I'm going to cancel... She was like, okay, and uh, well, why? And I said, I just did some more research, and I'm I'm not really liking some of the things I'm seeing that with with you guys, and you know, a lot of people are saying that it's just a scam, and I just rather not, just feel uncomfortable about it. She's like, well, you know, I think you should check out our website and get more information, blah blah. I promise you, it's not a scam. She talks real fast, right? And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. I appreciate it. Thank you, though. You know, just I, I'm not interested. Don't come by. You know, at the time we agreed on, please. And then she's like, well, you know, it's my job, so I kind of have to. So I'm probably going to, I'm just going to come. Like she said it like that. Like I'm going to be there on the day that we we chose. And what I was reading online is that they get like, they'll bug you. Like they'll come to your door a lot. And they like bother you really bad. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I'm like, and then she said, I said, no, you will not. I said, if you come at that time, I will have a police officer on my property to escort you off. Cause I had, I don't like getting like that. Cause I, I hate feeling like I hate doing that. I feel like it's ridiculous. A lot of things could be handled a lot smoother. But when she said it like that, like I'm going to come to your house. I'm like, no, you're not. So, um, I told her that and she was like, well, it, when I come the police officer, you know, I, we work with the police officers, so they're going to tell you, blah, blah, and I'm like, I don't want you to come to my house. Do not come to my house. Do not. Like I had to like be so fucking stern. Right. And then, um, she's like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll cancel your request, blah, blah, blah. Like, but she was saying it like real fast and like, like, like whatever I'll cancel it. Like she's really not going to, and that was, that was the vibe I got. And tomorrow would be the day that they show up. So I'm going to be so fucking pissed that they show up. And um, she's like, I'm going to send you a link so you can have more information. So if you change your mind, I don't want the link. 
Well, I'm just going to say, I don't want the link. Don't send me the link. I'm not interested. You're not going to change my mind. I literally was talking to her like this. And I, like I said, I hate talking to people like this. I'm not going to change my mind. Do not fucking send me the link. And uh, what did she do? Get off the phone. A couple minutes later, get a text message. The dumb bitch sent me a link. Then she told me that they were the insurance providers for the Dallas Cowboys. That if I love football, to keep that in mind. And I'm like, first off, if I even was a Cowboys fan, I don't give a fuck. Like, listen, like if you're writing me saying fuck right now, the F would totally be capitalized. I don't give a fuck. It's like two separate words almost. I don't give a Okay. About this fucking you are the insurance company for the Dallas Cowboys. First off, I'm a Packers fan. Fucking through it all, bro. Packers fan, right? Hardcore. So I definitely don't give a uh, about the Dallas Cowboys. And even if I was, even if I was a fucking Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't give a fuck. I don't want you coming to my house selling me insurance and knocking on my door for however fucking Lord knows like you fucking, oh. Yeah. So if you come across a thing called child safety kit, don't do it. And just if you're really that concerned, which I'm going to end up doing, like you can actually go to like your local police and get a kit from them for free, supposedly. I got to call and see. So yeah, that was pretty much my week in a nutshell. Um, if those motherfuckers show up tomorrow, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh yeah, and, and to finish the story, uh, one of my best friends that, I, that I've grown up with, I've known for a very long time, is a police officer for uh, my city. So I uh, reached out to him. And I was like, hey, man, uh, check this out. Send him screenshots. And he's like, yeah, basically, like, don't worry about it. And if they show up, just let me know. I'll take care. I'll take care of it. He's that type of dude. So uh, thank God I got him. And he lives right down the road. So like and then, of course, you know, my brain starts running like wild. Like, what the fuck is this lady? Like, is she like some fucking like, you know, like she knows where I live now because, you know, when you set the appointment, I gave her the address because she's supposed to come here and. I started fucking freaking out. And actually, she already had my address from the form I filled out for the kit because I thought they were going to fucking send me a kit. I didn't know they were going to send me a fucking insurance salesman with the kit. Like, I didn't select that option. I didn't select to have a fucking insurance person come with the kit. So, yeah, that was, um, then that was just right there. What I was talking about was I fucking spiral. I start thinking like the worst thoughts ever. Uh, let me see what I'm okay like so again paranormal person so I fucking like creepy shit right so I was watching this um this e news like it was on that channel e like first off let me <laughs> let me fucking tell you about the e channel you fucking name your channel e first off there's no other thing it's an e and exclamation point like e like when I see that logo I'm like e that's what I think about. Just, ee, ee, ee. 
and then do it repeatedly. It's literally an E with an exclamation point, right? You get what I'm saying? You didn't even name it something creative, more than one letter. And then you use punctuation that no other fucking TV network ever uses. An exclamation point. Uh, Anyways, don't know why I was watching this, but somehow we found out about it, right? And it was about, it was an E special, an E special about um, Hollywood movies that were cursed where like, like they were filming these crazy horror films, right? And all these scary movies and all this crazy shit was happening on set. Um, the biggest like known one is The Exorcist with the original one with Linda Blair. Like a bunch of people died bef- like during and then like right after filming. I don't remember the details because it was, they went over so many fucking movies and um because you know the e, e, e. i think you should do it like a like a sexual sound instead like a e, e. but yeah so the e channel fucking um they covered a bunch of films so couldn't keep up with all the f- you know stats and all the people's deaths and stuff but yeah so the exorcist was a movie was supposed to be super cursed um the Conjuring movies, people said stuff happened. Oh, and on the Exorcist set, supposedly, like, the area where she was possessed, like, the I think it was the bed, like, the whole set caught on fire, except for, like, one area, and the area was, like, where she was, like, filming, like, her possession. I think it was on the bed, is what they said. So that was pretty creepy, you know, crazy stuff like that. But the one that stood out to me the most um, was this one. So Roman Polanski, um, he directed... Rosemary's Baby. And if you've never seen Rosemary's Baby, uh, which I saw, I've seen it a long time ago. I should rewatch it now that I'm a little bit older because I probably appreciate it more because when I was a kid, I probably just didn't even understand what the fuck was going on because I'm a fucking kid and kids don't fucking understand shit, right? Okay, so Rosemary Baby was about a guy that made a deal with the devil for his firstborn child. In order to have fame and fortune. So that's what the movie's about. So. I think they said at the end. Like there was a part where like. She's having sex with her husband or something. Or her dude. I don't even know if they're married. And he's like the devil. She she like fucks the devil. Shows them like fucking the devil in the movie. I don't remember it to be honest with you. I probably watched it at an age that I shouldn't have watched it. Because kids don't fucking understand shit. Right? But for some reason people that raised me decided that it was okay to watch Rosemary's Baby. I don't understand why a kid should watch Rosemary's Baby, but they thought it was fine. And now look at me. I'm fucking all fucked up. I've been talking to myself, basically, for 50 minutes. I'm not right, guys. I'm not right. Okay, so so Roman Polanski, he was married, or I don't even know if they were married. I think he was married to Sharon Tate. She was a famous actress that was murdered in the Manson uh, killings when he killed, um, whenever he had, he had his followers go kill um, during Helter Skelter is what he called it. So did Roman Polanski make a Rosemary's Baby a movie because that's actually based on what happened to him? Because that movie is what propelled him, they said, to like stardom, like fame and fortune. And then his wife's, his firstborn baby is murdered 
like before it's even born. Dude, that is insane. If you think about the connection there, because the movie came out um, before the murders occurred, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I'm not going to look it up because then I'll be trying to look it up and I'll get quiet on you guys and dead air on a podcast is the worst thing to do. But so did he do that? Did he make that movie because that's what he did? And then the way she was, the way the baby was murdered too. It wasn't just like the baby died. Like SIDS is what they call it. Where the babies just like die in their sleep. So fucking sad. But it was that, that wasn't what happened. They were murdered by one of the most gruesome evil people in our history of America. That like makes a statement, right? Like that was the devil that did that. You know what I mean? I hope you're following me listening to this. If you're even still fucking listening. So that was um, that was pretty interesting. I thought that was pretty neat. People should do some digging. And if you want to message, message me on this topic, message me on the not today Satan pod at Gmail or not. No, no, no. Don't do Gmail. Go to our Instagram at not today Satan pod. Um, and the reason why we're keeping our solo shows underneath the same umbrella is just so we're just trying to keep it simple for you guys. And um, not today Satan is mine and Nick Bermea's podcast. And then Nick Bermea has a podcast called stoned ape theory coming out. Make sure you check that podcast out. You'll be able to find it on under the not today Satan podcast, YouTube and Instagram pages there. Um, but let's, let's talk about something that may, that made me, made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> so I was watching this fucking commercials, man, where they, uh, they show like vehicle owners, like ratings and awards that the vehicle got. Oh my God. They're so fucking cringy. And the cr- cringy sensation, the cringe it's the cringe. It sounds like a fucking STD. Like, I got the cringe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Got the cringe. It just sounds really gross. It sounds like there's definitely something growing off the the foreskin of your penis. Like, there's some type of wart there. And if you don't have foreskin, then uh, it's definitely growing underneath the tip, like on the base. And it's that's the cringe. It's the STD. That's what it sounds like it would be. Nothing is more cringy than those fucking car commercials where, okay, let me, let me explain the commercial exactly that I saw and we'll, we'll end the show on this one. So it was like a Chevy commercial and the people are in like a uh, warehouse and the guy's talking to them about like awards that cars got, like a specific car got and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, oh, oh, that's cool. Ooh, they're all like so amazed that like this car got an award and they're like standing in this warehouse like dude that's a horror film right there like you're standing in this warehouse and there's this fucking guy is telling you about vehicle safety awards that dude's obviously manic he has an axe somewhere he's gonna fucking cut all y'all's heads off and y'all are gonna get killed in his fucking warehouse because who the fuck just talks about safety awards for cars like I don't know one person that was like, yeah, so I got the new uh, Chevy Tahoe because uh, the safe, the IIH safety awards was uh, first class. And, um, you know, all the critics that were uh, doubting this Tahoe, they um, they really backed up the safety behind the Tahoe. So, uh, 
you know, I had this, this, the fucking, uh, the door airbags, you know, and, um, yeah, it has the front camera assist, so whenever you're gonna stop, it helps you stop, you know, like, that's, usually that's the type of stuff that people find after they buy a car, and they're like, oh, that's cool that it does that, but, I mean, come on, so, I'm already annoyed at the commercial, and then, the big unveiling a fucking cringe city, bro. Imagine a city full of cringe. And if you remember what I said cringe was, what it sounded like, it was just like like some type of warts hanging off of foreskins. And it's just a city full of warty foreskin. Just foreskin warts everywhere. That's how I felt on the inside. Because then he's like, huh. and he's like, you want to see the cars that got these awards? And the people are like, yeah. Yeah, show us. Yeah, we're ready. We're excited. And then the doors behind them open. And it's just like, like fucking foreskin warts just fucking come tumbling because it's so fucking cringy. I hope you're following that cringe. That's that's how I'm describing cringe. It's an STD that you get on your wart. You get on your foreskin and it's a wart. The fucking cringe that hit me whenever they opened the fucking doors. And it was their cars that they drove there in. What a shitty surprise. A car. You're like, they're probably thinking like, oh, maybe they're going to give us the car. You know, like this person probably signed up for this thinking that maybe what if they're like on some like fucking hidden camera thing and they're all excited that they're like, they're thinking maybe, maybe they're going to give us a car. Yeah, that might be it, maybe. And then you turn around, and it's the car you drove in. I can't believe it. I would be so fucking pissed if I was one of those people. I'd be like, really? This is this is what you wasted my time for? I'd have to get paid a pretty decent amount of money to not be highly annoyed at that. Really? You made me come to this fucking warehouse? Where I thought I was going to fucking get gang raped by a group of inmates that just broke out of a local prison. Like that's what I felt like was probably going to happen to me. And you waste my time by showing me my car. And I didn't. And and then keep. And then my fucking point is proven. Because those people had no clue that their cars had those awards. Zero clue. No idea. None of them knew. Not a single soul in that fucking godforsaken warehouse knew that their cars had those fucking safety awards. So that right there shows you that nobody gives a fuck fuck about safety awards. Okay? And then the people were like, oh, I didn't know my car had that, right? Oh, I would be so fucking mad. The dude that told me that unveiled my car to me, I would instantly walk to him and kick him. Well, first I would look him dead in the eyes and I would tell him, your mother should be fucking ashamed of you. Drop your pants. And due to my pure fucking manly force, my big dick energy and confidence, the dude would drop his pants instantly. I would tell him, to get ready and be prepared because I'm kicking you square in the nuts. You should be ashamed of yourself 
fucking making me come out to this damn warehouse to look at my fucking car for some awards I, I didn't even know about because I don't give a fuck about. What a waste of time. Jesus Christ. That shit gets my blood pumping, man. Whew. Fucking sizzling. Jeez. Like my, my, the inside of my body, my blood's pumping so much and sizzling. It sounds like a Waffle House at 1 a.m. in Kansas. That's what my blood sounds like right now. It's fucking sizzling sausage on the grill. Because that shit pisses me off like no other. So annoying. I'd be so fucking mad. And then I felt for those people in that moment and I could see their faces. They're like, oh, that's a, yeah, cool. That's my car. Didn't have to show me that. Because I didn't care in the first place because I already bought the car. And I didn't ask about the fucking awards because obviously I didn't know about them. So thank you, Chevy, for uh, showing that commercial. And I hope I hope that like this like clip from the podcast gets sent to like a fucking Chevy marketing person. And then they're like, I see it now. Hopefully that happens. So that way I don't have to watch those stupid ass commercials anymore. Because I can't stand them. It's the worst. Alright folks, and um, I think that's going to wrap it up, man. That was the first episode of Alien Earthling. I hope you had fun. I had fun. Wow. I don't even know all that I talked about, but I had a good time. I uh, had some laughs. had some giggles. had some depression. Talked a little bit about some tragic deaths. Sadness. And then we finished it off with some, with some goofiness. So, I don't know. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you come back for episode two. And uh, just keep in mind that um, Stone Tape Theory will be out or is out. I'm not sure yet. Just make sure you go look it up. You can find it on all the major podcast outlets just like this show. Stoned Tape. No, sorry. Erase what I said a second ago. Stoned Ape Theory. Stoned Ape Theory podcast with Nick Bermea. Make sure you check that out. Check out our podcast that we share together, the Not Today Satan podcast. If you somehow found this show before you found that show, we're already like, I think we just did episode 69, and I'm not even joking uh, on that show. So make sure you go check out Not Today Satan podcast, and then uh, Not Today Satan pod on Instagram and on YouTube, Not Today Satan podcast. Um, And this is the Alien Earthling podcast with uh, yours truly, JP Doyal. And uh, hopefully next week, come back and listen, like I said. Uh, let me do a little promotion. If you want to check out um, my first film, my first group film, look up uh, Madhouse, a paranormal documentary on Amazon Prime. It's free if you have Prime. So if you have Prime, you there's no reason for you not to watch and leave a review. And then at the end of your review, write, greetings, earthlings. That would be so cool. Don't even watch the movie. Just go leave a review and write greetings earthlings because I would love to see how many people will listen to this podcast. Um, so if you don't mind doing that, Madhouse, a paranormal documentary. And then um, if you want to check out our second film that comes out in December, follow the Evil of Nowhere page, Facebook page, the Evil of Nowhere. And uh, you'll find it right there. And the trailer is on there ready for your viewing pleasure. And we all know that we all like a little pleasure in life. Am I right? So, uh, yeah, folks, it's been fun. 
And uh, until next time, peace out. Keep it real. Real weird. <laughs>